Hi, and welcome to the 137th edition of the Keen Minds podcast, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is season nine, episode eight, Dr. Resnick Mayer, I believe. Resnick Mayer? Meyer. 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 There we go. Leave it to Jen to never be able to pronounce anybody's name. I'm Jen, (laughs) aka Takata Saeko. And I'm Tessa. So this was a very interesting episode. I mean, let's say that it evoked strong reactions in people. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will agree with you there. Uh, I talked to some people afterwards and there there were some some reactions. I got to say, I'm feeling pretty happy right now. You enjoyed the episode? I enjoy the episode and I enjoy all the episode implies about all my theories. (laughs) Okay. All right. I, 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 I watched it, um, when I watched it, my reaction was, or actually when, when you and I spoke super briefly after it, you made a comment about, about it. And I was like, oh, she, this is because of her theory on Liz. Like you, yeah. you can see some things in there, but it's, it's one of those things that I, I am not convinced. And you and I have talked about over the years that they love their red herrings. They love to take theories and toy with people, cat and mouse game. I am not convinced mm-hmm. that the Liz thing is not cat and mouse. I, I just, I don't think that it's going well, to pan out. Well, we'll see. And you know me, I will be the first to pat you on the back. Reach across the country and pat you on the back if you're right. Well, I got my own self patter. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need nobody to pat you on the back. You got it yourself. <laughs> so, um, I mean, first reaction. Just don't give me like a whole thing. Just a first reaction. Did you like it? No, it was not my favorite by far. Okay, I did okay i thought it was a solid episode um i love the whole um blacklister i thought it was great and i thought that who we thought was the the bad guy ended up being the not so bad guy because it was a worse guy that was had, not the blacklister of name you you had the individual that you know, as you just said, the blacklister name, who ended up being a tool for someone else that was using him to get what he wanted. Mm-hmm. My my biggest question was why was this person on the blacklist or these people essentially? Why why was why were these two on the blacklist? I didn't. Red had one interaction with it to to track something down. He went with Zimbe to track something down. Um, that, that was an interesting scene. That's, um, there was definitely, and we can get to that. There was definitely something in that scene. Referring that back I to don't Red. know what he wanted, but I have a feeling this might be one of those in which we find out the why, you know, like, like we saw Wu Jing and it didn't make much sense at the time why he would be on the list. 
And then, you know, a few episodes later, you're like, oh, okay, so he got a number from Mujin that he got to get into, that was Jolene Parker's number and all that, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. That's true. And that, that's possible. Um, I think I was more willing to accept something like that at that time because that was fresh into the series. Um, but was Mujin the second episode? Is that accurate? The third Third episode. Okay, I don't know why I thought this was the, the third episode, but it was a freelancer. The second. Okay, and, and that's a possibility, and and I hope that's the case. But I just I didn't find the blacklister very interesting because he wasn't the real blacklister like the freelancer was. The freelancer was not very interesting. He was basically not even in it at all, except for a brief chase, and then he got run over by Liz and tortured by Mira. Um, other than that, the real freelancer was like, uh, like uh, was, um, uh, what's her name, Floriana Campo. And, and found, we spent found... a lot of time with the Floriana Campo of this episode. And I found Floriana much more interesting. She was a human trafficker that was masquerading as a humanitarian that was going after human traffickers. She'd murdered her own husband to cover her tracks. She was involved in the same, same group that had uh, trafficked Dembe as a child. There, there were links in mm-hmm. there that worked their way into the characters, into the mythology of the story. It was very interesting. It was very detailed and you could tell it was very intentionally crafted into the story with Floriana Campo. I I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. that episode. It's a very good one. I did not, and and I I may change my tune later in the season. There's always, I always like to leave that door open Mm -hmm. because Blacklist being what it is, sometimes we don't get answers until later. But at the end of this episode, I walked away from it going, I don't know why I am supposed to care about this blacklister. Well, I don't think that you're supposed to care. Well, when uh, I say, when I say care, I don't mean in the business of that's not, that's not what I mean. I mean, care is in finding him a... interesting. Okay. Uh, he was not that interesting in that sense, except that he appeared to be, I mean, I remember this time I was like, you are so the blacklister, the real blacklister oh, here. I, I am as not even like. As soon as he walked in, as soon as he walked in, I'm like, well, you're sketch central. I mean, zero trust yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, and and that was and that was. I think that was well done because you know that as and now we are also being trained. We got eight seasons in, and we know exactly what to look for. We may have been taken by Floriana Campos, like, and that that is a very good point because it's the question becomes: Did we see it because it was broadcasted, or did we see it because we have eight full seasons behind us of understanding how they do? I don't want to call it bait and switch; that has a negative connotation. But the uh, the the switch switch around that they do the you know uh, re- misdirect. That they use. Yeah, it's a it's a total misdirect. It's a slate of hand. You're looking at one blacklister, but the real one is behind. And I think that has been the case a lot of the times. Like Berlin 
it turned out that the real blacklister was somebody behind him. And at, a, at each point, what we see, it's not the reality. I mean, it's a mirror game. So I think that by when they present us one that the vast majority of people would have looked at him and said, this guy is a little sketchy and I bet he's the real blacklister. It means probably that we are we have decoded part of what this the universe of the blacklist is about. Yeah. Um... I, I still, I, yeah, and, and we don't have to agree on this, certainly. I, I'm not trying to convince you to agree with my, my approach. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it was my personal opinion when I walked away yeah. from it. And even after my rewatch, I found myself going that that was not an interesting blacklister to me, and which I, I've had others that were not interesting. It was not, it's not singled in on this one. I just did not find any sort of connection. Yeah. Using Floriana Campo for the example, as I mentioned, she had a lot that made her interesting. She tied deeply in via Dembe and mm -hmm. in and also Liz. Liz had a connection with her and that this was someone that she had put on a pedestal. She had written a paper about her in grad school. Mm -hmm. She, well, she we, appreciated this woman. There were some connections. We had a connection the, between um, Aram that was like, oh, you know, besotten with one of the, the, the runners. It's, it's mild and I understand because right now we're going into, at that point, we, wouldn't, we didn't know what we were watching. And so each one of those blacklisters have to be deeply taking, we have to take to them in order to get attached to the series, I think. By now, that attachment, it's its taken for granted, in, in my view. That's the way I see it. But it shouldn't be. I, I, I don't disagree with you on that. I, I think the different stance I come from is that it should not be. It doesn't matter if this is season one or season nine. You should still have an interest. Otherwise, you lose audiences. People go, okay, I'm done. And they walk off. Yeah, and, and, and I, I can tell you right now, that was my husband's first comment when the episode ended. Was like, oh boy, uh, this is really getting to the point we should end. Um, and he's been, uh, you know, even when I'm like disappointed of this or the other one, he was like, oh, it was entertaining. That's okay. Uh, he's, you know, he's my casual viewer 1.1. He's, he's, and yet he was that, I don't know that it was about this blacklister. It's just about how long it's been running. Yeah. Um, I found that, um, what was the, I mean, it has basically four stories going on at once. We got Wrestler, the drugs, the park. We had Red and Mears and, and the, her leaving uh, the whole thing, the whole Red, Dembe, the letter, and Cooper. Did, were you happy the way those four parts, those four stories were allocated time? Uh, allocated time, sure. But I'm left going, not, like th there are things that just don't make sense with the, and it's not, it's not even 
like I clearly don't have all the pieces of the puzzle, which we obviously don't. They don't make story sense for where we are. Like take Mirsa, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's not just that she's new. When we met Anne, there was instant chemistry. You, you could believe that Red fell in love with her. Now, did he fall in love with her or the idea of a simple life? That can be debated. I think it was her. I, I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I would like to believe so. I, I actually appreciated Red during the whole Anne arc. I, I, you know, I was back to like, oh, I remember why I liked Red. Um, mm-hmm. you, you almost cheer for him to a degree, no matter how angry you are at him, you, you cheered for that relationship. There was chemistry there. I don't mm-hmm. feel that there is, from my point of view, I do not see any chemistry between I agree the two there. Actors. I don't see any chemistry with, 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 uh, with me, you say, at all. Um, I never did. But then, you know, that is something that I don't know that you can say much because it's not the writing. That's just something that just either happens, happens or yeah. doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it just not happens always or someone's doesn't. fault. It's just sometimes actors click better than others. But my I, I didn't have that reaction with Cassandra as neither. You, you felt like there was a connection. Or you didn't. I didn't feel that oh, there was a connection with Cassandra. I, I felt where like, the Madeline Pratt was spot on. Okay, so l- let me. Let me explain where I'm coming from on this. So Cassandra, for me, I felt like they didn't have a super deep connection. Like they had fun together. They, they had a good time together. She probably mm-hmm. liked him a whole lot more than he liked her. Not, not in a bad way, just that's where they were in the relation, on and off again relationship. Um, and I think he loved her. Uh, Madeline Pratt, I think that there was a deeper relationship there. Um, it obviously didn't pan out, but from what I understand, Cassandra was actually it was supposed, supposed to be, be Madeline. Madeline. And so that's, that's probably part yeah. of that. But with Mirsa, Mirsa, am I saying, is it Mirsa? Mirsa, I think, yeah. Okay. Mirsa. We're supposed, we're being asked to believe that she, she loves him. He loves her. He doesn't want her to leave. He's, you know, she's asking him to to you know basically kick what he's doing right now and come back with her and we're supposed to believe all of that and I'm going I don't feel this connection there's nothing that I've seen that makes me feel this connection so where are we going here well I think that that something you said there was interesting because I don't feel that red I think Red loved the idea. I don't think he loved her. Because for it Mirsa wasn't any... For, for, for Mirsa or for, yeah, for Mirsa. someone else? Okay. I don't... For Mirsa, I don't think that that he did. He preferred revenge to that. And that, and that, that said, that said, I think that that is a quality of Red. For red, loyalty above all else sometimes can go above above love and all that. Different, I guess, 
it, he never even really made a, a, a bona fide effort to say, okay, if I don't open this, then you'll stay. She knew that he was going to open the letter and, and there was nothing he could do. And I think that that was the return of, of the red that that's more interested in in uh, in this aspect of it that it was on the love relationship or even on the healing or whatever it was which is doubly interesting because the the blacklisters before or two before there he is talking to dr sand about what is his problem that he gets sucked into that and even knowing that it's going to destroy him and everybody, everything he loves. So there he is. He has a moment in which he knows, and then he goes right back to it, which to me acted as a very lovely mirror to wrestler and the addiction. He knows for, for wrestler is drugs, for red is danger and, and intrigue and betrayal and, and, and the game. Well, we've seen that with red from day one. And he, he keeps and making the same mistakes. He keeps making the same mistakes, Red does. And, and Wrestler too. Um, but Red keeps making the same mistakes. It's the frustration I have with after Liz's death, he learned nothing from her and immediately, well, not immediately, two years later, came back and want, as soon as he's back, he wants to insert himself into Agnes's life. And I'm going, are you trying to put a target on that child's back? It's one thing if he wants to watch her from a distance, make sure she's okay, or, you know, hey, maybe trust Cooper with it, but he wants to be a part of this girl's life. Well, which, which to I, me says he hasn't learned anything from the route I, he went with. I, I disagree. <laughs> Hold on, hear me out. Okay, hear go. me out. I know. Let's see what he did with Liz. He watched her from a distance. Okay. And was it everything okay? No, it wasn't. Uh, did Liz, is his getting involved, created the problem? Not really. It was his being overprotective and getting something to watch. And even, even he said, I should have raised you myself. So maybe this was the change. I mean, he wasn't involved in raising Liz. He wasn't involved in being there. And proxy doesn't mean that it was well done. And Liz felt a disconnect, something she couldn't explain who she was because she had no connection to blood relatives. And I think at this point, it's hard to imagine that Red can be anything else than a blood relative. Um, because nobody would have taken that kind of stuff except my parent and he didn't raise her. So therefore he's a blood relative. I suspect her father or for some believe in the theory of her mother. So maybe this is a change in saying, well, maybe not being involved didn't work out so well at the end because Liz wanted answers that she never got. And maybe an understanding of herself, of who she is, that she could gain by understanding who her relatives are where DNA came from. And I think that that was a, a, a play of the show, nature versus na nature. Can you be, it's just, you choose to be who you are or there's parts of you that is, you're just who you are and it doesn't matter what you want to be, that you can only change it so much. 
and that went into choice versus no choice that became again and again part of this. So maybe this is red learning and understanding that when you got the kind of genes that come from Scotty Hargrave and Howard Hargrave and Katerina Rostova and himself, I don't know how you can say, hey, honey, I don't care if Cooper and Charlene raise you, you're going to be just like any other kid. No, you will not. Trouble is going to find you for who you are and for your parents and grandparents and relatives are. And I, I don't, and nothing will change unless you will just giving in blind adoption to somebody and you have no idea who they are. And, and even then, when Liz found herself not understanding her dark impulses, she couldn't relate to anything. And and I think that that at the end was was the trouble is that she couldn't she didn't learn to control those impulses. So that's my take on it. Okay. I I think he has made an incorrect choice, but time will tell. Um, what do you think? And I'm curious if maybe you can help me find the halfway through this because it felt like an extreme stretch to me to get to the point they seem to be wanting to go to so I don't know maybe I've missed something with Dimbe. okay and so the lineup appears to be red gives Dimbe the letter and I said appears there's all sorts of possibilities in there Red gives Dimbe the letter. That's always a, an excellent word for the blacklist. <laughs> uh, Dimbe reaches out to Liz, meets her at this cafe with the letter, gives it to her. We have Van Dyke looming outside of said cafe, taking creeper photos of Dimbe facing the window and Liz supposedly with her back to the window. So you just see dark hair and a woman of the same build as Liz. Now that could be dressed Meg- more or less the same. Yeah. And that, that could be because Megan Boone is gone. She is off to other pastures or mm-hmm. it could be for, for more nefarious situations in plot twists and such. And then fast forward Red's finding this, or I'm sorry, fast forward a little bit, and you have Liz, and I've had issue with the statement that if she didn't pause, maybe she'd still be alive. I think that's absurd. But she pauses. Of course, but that's Red grasping us. And that's my entire point here, is it feels like he's grasping straws here to find someone that's still alive to blame. Um, And... She's shot dead in the streets, red scurried away by Dembe. He's saying that because Dembe gave her this letter, that it's the reason she hesitated. And if she didn't hesitate, she might still be alive. In my opinion. That was she, last episode. Yeah. Um, so he's not, he's blaming her or he's blaming Dembe for Liz's death and for not seeing Van Dyke 
who Red also did. Or securing the perimeter, which yeah. was one thing that got everybody, that was a kind of a, a spotlight on. You know, I always have my perimeter secure and you were so worried. Now he's saying you were so worried about betraying me. You didn't see who was around and you didn't secure the perimeter. And that's why Liz is dead. He went from she's dead because she hesitated uh, to she's dead because you didn't do your job. Do you also feel like he's grasping at straws? No, no. I, I, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Uh, Red, the character, in his perspective, is grasping at anything that can give him a place to put his anger. Like uh, Townsend was, like anybody else who's been in pain, like wrestler chasing Red. Uh, you're just looking for a place that you can put all that anger and blame it, and it will feel good if you get them, you know, shoot them or whatever. Okay, that, that, um, that, that is my from question. Red's perspective. Yeah, that's from Red's perspective. But the perspective of of what is happening to me, it's absolutely brilliant. It it is. I mean, it is because a lot of what was heavily implied in. Alice in Wonderland, also known as Conant's, was that at the very end, like they gave us an answer because at the very end, Liz had an epiphany as she was dying, or so they said. Except that if she read the letter, there was no such epiphany. She already knew there was nothing. That was a montage as, as useless and as, as, vacuous as the one we got when the bones and this think of all the people who died and and uh it's diane fowler which had nothing to do with the bone and didn't know anything about red except that what happened to his family um and they included a bunch of other people that were not killed by red like carla reddington um so those montages are always very suspicious and they had they had got into that one and and they left it at that there were no interviews it was nothing that was all people had was that montage and it some people then some theories like they were like at it like that's it it was revealed it's just because the network didn't let them or whatever it was but now we find that that Liz did know the contents of the letter which means she does know the truth about her mother. Why on earth would she even go there if she wasn't planning on faking her death? She wasn't going to shoot her mother or her father. She was never going to do it. Why did she go there? Only. If she, if the whole thing was a way of faking her death. And we go back to Godwin Page, where Panabaker basically tells him, we're going to kill her. We got people out to kill her. And suddenly that doesn't get passed to Red at all. He has no idea there was a scrub order. They're all going out in the park and having a lovely time together and nobody's there. And then suddenly, 
now she's going there and she's killed and the task force is disbanded. So basically everything that Panna Baker said would happen, happened. Red has no immune, uh, immunity agreement. So that tells you that was Cooper having a aneurysm and he didn't tell Liz or, or Red that Liz had a scrub order? Did, or did he tell Dembe and between them said, you know what, this is getting out of control and this too needs family intervention and we need to just get her out of here. And this time she has to leave Agnes behind. She can't do that crazy stuff of taking Agnes on the run and they need to, this needs to die down. I don't see any other way because the motivations then are so completely wrong that as to make the whole thing, it's it's not even sophomoric, it's just crap. But if, if she's faking her death with Cooper and Dembe, then everything makes sense. She goes there, she has this conversation that reminds that is so similar to Katerina saying that whatever happens is a dangerous situation. I'm not sure if Dembe talked with with uh, with Neville Townsend and said, "Listen, I want this woman gone because she's a she's a danger or whatever." I don't know what they did, but the thing is, Van Dyke knew where she was and killed her. And the one and Cooper is unaffected. Now we know wrestler, as you pointed out, wrestler just left. He wasn't there, and he's the only one who is very distraught. The other ones are like, yeah, well, okay, life goes on. Yeah, let's remember Liz, but whatever. Am I totally off base? Motivation wise. <laughs> Motivation wise. Yes, I, I think you're on base. Um, like I, that, that all tracks. I, I think mine is an emotional hesitancy that I don't have faith in the writing anymore. That they are, that, that, that it's going to make know, sense there. What do they say about the devil? That the greatest trick the devil made was make you believe he doesn't exist. The greatest trick the writers did is make you believe they're bad. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, is that I don't believe they're bad. <laughs> I've seen too much incredible writing come out of this team. So, no, I don't believe yes. they're bad. <laughs> I, I so, know. you have to, to believe that maybe there is a plan. I, I just think it all tracks. It all tracks, and all the crazy stuff that has happened tracks. And that is a question people should be asking now is, if Liz read the letter that her mother left her, where is Liz? There's one answer. Mommy. Well, it'd be interesting. I, I think, think it's great. Only, I, I think that's the only place she could be if if she were alive, is off looking for Katarina and or connecting with Katarina. So I think my, that Katarina I... got to the point where she was like, I'm tired of this man and the mess they make. Every time they try to help me, quote unquote, they make a mess. 
Uh, yeah, there's a failed ruse that created the Townsend Directive. And then Dolly decided to help. Oh, boy, that, that went out well. And then Red got arrested. And then the little tape came out. So now I'm a traitor. And I'm responsible for the, for the Gideon. And and then he went looking for 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 uh, for blonde cat. Yeah, that went out well too. So, what do you think from Red's point of view? He he says that he's investigating Liz's death to the point that he he chooses that over Mirsa, over going back to the quiet life in the last two years. What exactly is he investigating in that Townsend is dead, Van Dyke is dead? What's I he investigating? Think this is very similar to what happened after Liz betrayed him. And he knew it was her. He just didn't want to know it. He went and he killed a bunch of people. He was going to kill Rudiger. He just didn't want to face that she had been the one who betrayed him. And I think that Red knows in his hearts of heart that he that she is not dead. He left. He didn't come back. He just called from the probably from the car and said, get the phone. And he went and they went into Brazilia and then he went into the jungle. He did not know what happened. And I think he's afraid that she did it again. And that Dembe is Kaplan 2.0. I, I will say that as it stands right now from where we, for the information we have, like that theory is the only one that makes an inch of sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm on board with it just because I, I don't think my heart could take it if it weren't true. <laughs> mm -hmm. A lot of people are in that. Oh, I mean, you saw me with Tom. I was, I was damn well convinced throughout season 5A, the first half of season five, that they were not going to kill him for a litany of reasons that I still stand by, by the way. Um, <laughs> and yet they did. And then for 5B, I came out of my funk just long enough to go, but maybe he's not dead. Maybe he's not dead. And, but by this point, I, I'm just kind of done. Um, and so I just, th there were so many questions and it's, you start wondering, okay, am I following the, the patterns of this show, of what we have learned to follow with this show, mm -hmm. of the writing, or am I, trying to make am i trying you're to trying to find the, patterns in something that has exactly not. yeah yeah that i'm that i'm basically trying to create uh create hints and um and pieces of writing that that may not mean that but if they do they fit my my wanted end yeah. for it sorry i i'm having a lot of brain fog today it's stringing words together to make sentences apparently not on the, the menu <laughs> oh i i think that that is hard to tell and until it's over yeah. we will not know but for example from the very beginning you know of season from from halfway through season eight when i started to suspect 
Liz is having a mental breakdown. And most of this is not really happening. And we have no idea what's real and what's not because she's just having something. And then they show us this thing with, with Alice in Wonderland. But, and now that we have moved towards, last episode was uh, Peter Pan. And Peter Pan is basically the story of somebody who doesn't want to grow up, who wants to keep in the same repetitions and patterns of childhood and not go out and grow up and face the, the reality. And now we're seeing, hello, uh, wrestler go back to drugs because, hey, I feel good here. Uh, I can put my anger in the drugs and then I can be angry at something else. And Red doing exactly what Red does. And it seems like there is a there is a pattern in which the males seem to be caught in repeating patterns. And the females are the ones who are like, okay, we gotta break it. Like Samar, you know, I had to leave behind Aram. Like Katerina left Liz behind because it was what was safer for her for her. And at one point, the guys just don't seem to help. I mean, they made a enormous mess. And the yeah. women have a capacity for, for moving on. I mean, even in, in, in Redemption, Scotty moved on from, from, from Tom. And, and Howard was always stuck in there. Uh, we have um, in... in Lena, Katerina's father, she just moved on and got, and Dom is in this little cabin in there being unhappy. And now Red was in that little cabin, except it was in upstate New York. It was in Central America, um, having, you know, with this woman taking care of, of him with eggs and flowers and things like that. And, but he hasn't really learned about breaking the patterns. And that's, I so think, what, what, what Mirza was saying. You're not gonna break this pattern. You're going to continue being and doing this, which is damaging, and you are not gonna leave it alone. And that is the trial that he hasn't finished. He never leaves things well enough alone. He needs to control them, and at the same time, he doesn't trust anyone else. So he's stalking something that was Probably very good as a spy for the in the Cold War, but right now in personal life doesn't really work. Yeah, it's that question of once you come home from the war, are you able to leave it behind? Yep. So let's good. let's shift into Cooper. I feel like there's a yep. lot of information we don't have on this yet. Um, that is a fascinating. <laughs> topic i think probably the most uh i mean the, the 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 letter and all that is 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 important but the cooper story it's just great i am loving it um uh, because somebody is obviously watching cooper very detailed if i were him he would i would be doing a little scan of his house right i mean now um just to make sure I'm tracking the story correctly, the the dead man at the end was the person he'd met at the bar that he was trying to get the information. No, it was from. a bartender. Okay, the bartender. The bartender. He, he was the one with the information. The bartender and who so, dropped yeah. him. Now, here's my question to you: Do you think 
the friend that is helping and there are definitely air quotes in there (laughs) do you think he is involved in this or do you think he's next on the chopping block i think he has to be because let us put it in in in, i always go to the blacklist they make such a a great job first when they chop the story into little pieces and they feed you a little bit at a time and then you get another scene and then you go back to the scene and then two episodes later you get another scene that your emotions take over and you get whatever was that first impression that's what you keep and unless you rewatch and you do like a skip rewatch where you watch one storyline like jumping from episode to another it's very hard to get your emotions out of the way. I think that there is no way that the friend would have said, Cooper went and say, hey, listen, I woke up in a parking lot. I didn't remember anything. My service weapon was missing around and now this guy is dead. And there is no way that the friend would not, who's also a cop would not have said, you know what? Did you take a blood test? How about if we don't do anything until we get to the blood test? Because if you were drugged, that doesn't, we don't have to do anything. I understand Cooper acting like that because he's under the, the emotional struggle, not only of being framed, but also revi- reviving everything that happened with Doug and Charlene. And that was a very dark moment in his life. But the friend should have said, well, wait a minute. Before I alter anything that wasn't asked by anybody, let me just see if we can do this. He seems to be leading, and everywhere he leads, Cooper made the comment that he was digging them all deeper. I'm not into, I, I don't think Cooper is. I think that the friend is leading him and making Cooper think, he's handling him. He's making Cooper think he's in yep. charge and making the calls. But in truth, the friend is handling him yes. and setting the scenes up. Here's the information yep. you need. Oh, you didn't have to ask me. I just took care of it. That and sort then, of thing. And then now we have the Cooper cannot do anything without now completely getting Lou involved and under throwing him to the boss. So now he is completely stuck to what what Lou did without being asked. And he made it even worse by going over and the detective. So this is also very similar to what they did, uh, what, to what happened with Liz and, and detective, uh, both detective Singleton and detective and the other one in season two with the, yeah. with the Harbor master. I'm blinking on his name. He was, it, he was it so was, frustrating, um, the but the man was doing his job. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was doing the job and he was getting to the to the almost right answers. Yeah, but it's the same thing they did with a simpleton too, uh, with Singleton, where actually was Garvey manipulating the whole thing to get Singleton to act and do his bidding and and digging, and in the end he ended up dead. So you know that Lou is the next one who's going to die. Lou is helping. We don't know why he's helping or helping, quote, quote, uh, but he's going to be the next one being dead. So both, you think, he's, you think he is causing the trouble and he's the next in the chopping block. Chopping yeah. block. Because I think that he's not, he's, yeah, they use 
Connolly thought that he was manipulating things and he was on the table and all that. But at the end, he was just a peg. And if and Liz Con hadn't killed him, yeah, he would have been there until when, when he was useful. And Connolly is, for me, what my brain is going back to on this with the cabal and i've had people outside of the podcast ask who i think is is causing all this i said if it's not the cabal i'm going to be very disappointed because it, we've left it for a long time but it was too big of a bad to just and it was never resolved well i mean they were weakened but ne they weren't gone neither was tom's storyline yet we've been told it is so while i'm not convinced it will be i feel like it should be and so and i'm i'm hoping but, that it goes to that path but but the cabal was a main storyline when tom was not a main storyline you can but, you can not resolve secondary no, stuff my, but my I, I know what you mean by that i disagree with it but the point is that the writers came out and said that the story was done and it wasn't they'd opened up a whole but that that's my point being that I don't necessarily trust their finished storyline and the audience's finished storyline to coincide, but I do hope that this is the direction they're going because I think it would be interesting. I think that it parallels nicely with um, Tom Connolly and the whole Cabal arc, and I think it would be a good place. Uh, it would make sense with all the cloak and dagger situation that we have going yeah. on here i i think it i think it's going back there um there is you know uh there is a spoiler ahead so you can hit the 10 second thing that one of one of the next i mean when they announced this, the season they said that they were going back to this this conglomerate this big bad and is is something international and big so i think that we're 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 being told basically we're going back there. I don't think I heard that uh, when they announced it. So that's that's good. Then I I think it almost has to be the cabal. At this oh, point. it was it was in some of the blurbs. I obviously didn't read them. Um, and it, it, even if it's not the cabal, because remember the cabal was like an onion. The more you peel, the more layers you find, and the more it stank. So I think that that the the we never understood what was the real center of the cabal because we kept looking at layers. First, it was like all these intelligence officers with Fitch, and and then it was not that, but now it has business people and all these strenuous others. But then they referenced somebody in Bond that was never mentioned again, and is somebody that both Solomon and the director were afraid of. Yeah, and Solomon was So there has always been this. No. So there was something, some shadow hanging over this whole thing. And somebody had to be manipulating things because, I mean, there's so many things in the, in the storylines. There is always a thread that is left there. And it's too intentional for me to think, oh, they're just incompetent and they just put things in there just if they need it. And yes, sure. As a writer, you're always going to put some stuff in there just there if you need it. And you may not pick it up again, um, especially with a long series that you're going to maybe do that. But there, every time there is something. And if you follow that line of ab abandoned storylines, 
and you'll find that it, it's leading you somewhere. And there is always a shadow hanging over your story that is perceived, not seen. Um, like there was who beat up Denison, but somebody did, and it wasn't Red or Tom, and that was not, that went nowhere. Did Fitch really send Bones to Berlin? I don't think so, because he was already protecting Red, saying that he had a death switch, and he obviously he knew that he didn't. So always there is a, there is a, a body out there, seen, pierced, sensed, but not seen or heard, that it seems to be at the end, the ultimate body. And even Townsend was sort of resolved, but not really. I mean, because we never found out what the heck happened and why this guy was so pissed. Because that story that either Liz heard or he gave Liz, um, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I... But that, was... but that Lou is in that, in that mess up, up to his eyeballs. Townsend had a similar feel for me, like Garvey did. There had to have been more to it. Like, th this yeah. cannot just be a villain of convenience. Because as we've talked about, this is, this is not strictly a procedural show. When it's a strictly procedural show, you have a beginning, an end, and everything is contained. It's one of those shows that you can pick up season 112, and you can pick up season, you know, 810, and... Well, you may have some character changes there. Essentially, you know the, the gist of the storyline. Law and, and order. You yeah, can pick exactly. it up 10 years later and be like, oh, yeah, I know what's it's going on. It's NCIS. I mean, it, it's not that these are bad shows or anything. They're just different formats than something like The Blacklist is. And I always felt like Garvey, that there had to be more there. And it drove me crazy. And I, I feel like Townsend's in the same vein. And they may not be done. That may be the end of it. We may not be done. Um, I don't think Liz is dead. I don't think the motivations track at all now. And I've been saying this and pounding that that uh, that drum for a long time. And everything that I've seen this season goes, you know, little drop by drop, confirming that that is the case. And if she is alive, then she faked her death, and Dembe is K2. And if you think about all the things that this show repeats, it's like it's like a like a song. There's you get a new a new verse, and then you have the coda, and it goes and it has the same thing, and it's over and over. And that is the coda here. You're repeating things over and over. And it's not exactly the same. You're really just going in a spiral going towards the center you started on the at the edges you thought you then realized that wait a minute you're seeing the same themes oh it's a bit more than that you're seeing the same stories happening and then you keep going and now got, wait a minute red is totally out of control even he says he's out of control that he's like destroying himself it's just like Ulysses. he's trying to go home but he he keeps getting distracted by a revenge here in some lovely island there. And then there is this, this uh, 
the sorceress that is seductive. And he just keeps forgetting about it. And I think that that's it. I think that the red has forgotten about it. Getting into it, into the Skinner, being the Skinner was a great step ahead. And now he's again distracted by, oh, my revenge and who killed this and who's responsible. And I have to find somebody to kill for this. So that's where I am with all that. Time will see. But if not, we've had a lovely time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it Megan said one time? It's, it's uh, enjoy the ride. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, the last one we have on our, our list that had any real, I mean, Rom had a little bit, um, but, but wrestler and park, I think uh, were, were the last big storyline of this. And I, She's a I, bit I angry. Say what? She's a bit angry. Oh, yeah. And she's not Liz. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, I, I have mixed emotions about her reaction. Because, like, she she was not the person to help him. I understand why she wanted to be. Because I, I, I totally understand her point of view and why it's shifting and everything. That she essentially wants to try to fix the past of watching mm -hmm. her mother die by saving wrestler is what's happening in her brain, which makes sense from a human flawed logic sort of point of view. Um, and now and she's realizing super, this doesn't work because yeah, exactly. she's a female that learned. Yeah. <laughs> Girl power right there. We learned. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's one of our many, many powers. Um, but it's I, I think she I, I I do think she will continue to go back to that just because of how deeply seated that trauma is in her. And so what while she has learned faster than some of the other characters would, I do think she'll rubber band back. We mm -hmm. talked about when she first came in that she was very much a wrestler, an early wrestler s character. So I wouldn't be surprised to see her doing the same type of rubber banding that he does. Um Poor girl. She, she's Which is probably why she can have an empathy with him. Yeah, yeah. Because she they have very good. similar things. And... And wrestler had a very violent thing. I mean, we said how many times wrestler just shoots first and asks questions second. Or crashes a car. I mean, he finally got to the crash of the car that was that was in the making. Oh, wrestler. Poor wrestler. But oh. I, I see that... I mean, it's, it's a nice storyline because because park is trying to recreate her childhood and she won't be able to yeah i like i while i would love to see you know like him and a rom or him and cooper like i understand why they're using park for this it was that final scene that i just went did they just do this where he puts the pills on the table and takes her her, uh, you know, off the cuff comment about, you know, mm -hmm. it's like cuffing Came yourself. To your and he takes it literally and cuffs himself to the. <laughs> I just went. Maybe okay. that's something people do. I have no idea. I I, yeah, I was going to say, drugs. I've never been hooked on drugs. <laughs> but I, I just, it seems so absurd to me. And I don't know, maybe it is. But I, I just I mean, at that point, wrestler, a rehab clinic is your best yes. choice. 
Like, I just keep going. He used to attend AA meetings. That's your starting point, hon. AA meetings. Go. Or a rehab clinic. There are a lot of them very lovely. You know, there is no shame. Well, you know, painkillers are addicted. He doesn't, he doesn't want to lose his job. So, like, if he were to go to a rehab clinic, he would have to take time off work. He might have to explain why. And then he would be out of a job with it. And he's trying to hold I'm on. I'm sure to he could manage a little car crash or something. Right right now, he's pulling a, Tom, a season one Tom King. He's trying to have his cake and eat it, too. He wants to to have the job, to keep the job and try to figure out how to do that and, and get to his goal. And his goal in theory is to get off of drugs. This time without using AA or whatever. Yeah, but the way he's going about it is, is not it's practical. It's not practical it's, a, it's an addict, it's an addict talking. No, no, I can, I can just slow down and then just take it down and I can do it myself, yeah. But I mean, you can see a lot of parallels with Tom from season one. We've said for years, like, this was not a long game that he had playing here when he was like, it's all right. I'm just going to live the rest of my days as Tom Keen. No, honey, that, that is going to come bite you. And it did. It bought him, it bit him in the format of, you know, being gut shot by Liz and captive, held captive on a boat. Um, but with, with wrestler, he's, he's approaching it in the same general way of, here is the logical outcome of this. If I don't get the, and Park was spot on. She is not equipped to help him in the way that he needs. Yeah. And he's she just realized going, what she's doing. I'm just trying to, yeah. to fix my past. Yeah. And, and I, I hope she holds on to that, but she, she's trying to make sure that he keeps his job because she thinks the job will help save him. But he's he's trying to get to this goal in the least logical way possible because he's addicted and going through withdrawals and such. How is he going to explain to Cooper when even if Park gets there first thing in the morning, how is he going to explain the fact that he's drenched in sweat and in full, you know, full withdrawals, withdrawals when, when his boss gets there in the morning? It's like he's not thought this through. What, what if Cooper decides to come early to do something? Right. Yeah, it just, it was not well thought out. And it was just, I shook my head so hard. It was. Well, he's, he's, uh, he's acting in the logic of, of addicts and yeah. he's, he's not learning and he's, he's never really got to terms. Um, I mean, even everything that he was doing, like avoiding going to this, like, she's not really dead and then buying flowers as if you were alive. Uh, he's not dealing with it. Like he wasn't really dealing with Audrey when she died, and that's that's part for the course. That's what they do. He, I mean, in a way, a... the more the more the one that that dealt the best with all that kind of turmoil was Aram, who seemed to have at least have gotten in a revenge with Red and kind of then understood what she was doing and let it go. And I, I think that it was. It was indicative of, of his a, a bit less damaged state, deep childhood traumas that, um, you know, and as Dr. Creel said, childhood trauma scars in a way that it's not easy to see or understand. And you may think you're okay, but you're not. Yeah, and, and I also, I think that part of, Part of Russell's personality, and it may track back to his, his father's death, 
he wants to fix things. Um, people, some people call it the white knight syndrome that they say he has, but, but he's, he's a doer. And so when he can't fix it, when he can't save Liz, when he can't, you know, it's, when he can't, when the train's gone <laughs> and there's no way to fix it, he doesn't know what to do. And that's when we see him spiral. We saw it with Audrey. We see it with Liz. He just, he doesn't know how to sit in the feeling. He did the same thing when he was under, under, um, uh, what was the name? Pre uh, Presley? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Presley. Oh, the, uh, the fixer. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I think it, it's something like Presley. There's something very similar yeah. to that. Um, but it, yeah, I know did, what you're talking about. Well, it wasn't the building. Yeah. So he, every time that he has been in a situation when he doesn't have control, he doesn't think well on his feet. Yeah, exactly. And and maybe that is a saving grace because Red is very good at thinking on his feet and it doesn't help him either. I mean, yes, he gets out of that particular situation, but it doesn't mean that he gets out of the the problem. I mean, whatever his 30-year-old thing task was supposed to be, he just abandoned it. And it wasn't about, about just keeping Liz safe because Agnes is there and supposedly whatever was was hunting Liz was is still hunting Agnes. I mean, there is still no Katerina Rostova around anywhere. So this is not over. Uh, whatever, you know, he everybody may want to think about, it, it's not. So Red is just finding something else to distract himself instead of getting himself to the task of finishing this. You know, even if he thinks that Liz is really dead, he should be finishing it for his, for Agnes. Yeah. But I think that he just, as he told Dr. San, he just likes the game. So I don't oh, know anything oh, else. Oh, real fast. Uh, I, yes. I do have one more thing. Um, and I, I do think that this was so blatant, it was hard to miss. And I guess that's why we glanced right over it. Um, when he was in the, um, in the, um, oh, what do you call that? Sorry, my brain is just gone. Mm -hmm. um, you placed the bet. Um, the bookies. Oh, the, the bookies the, office. The, yeah. Um, Junior, the bookie, said uh, when when uh, Dembe asked who Bartman was because of the Bartman ball, the, the baseball was from a man named mm -hmm. Bartman. And Junior described him as an innocent man, wrongly accused. His life gets ruined, then time heals. People apologize, kind of like uh, me and Red here. Mm -hmm. And that first part, I didn't catch it on first round through, but the second one, I was like, well, that's, that's clearly uh, the, the surface level of it. That, that's got to be pointing at red i do wonder if it's pointing at anything else um maybe several people at this point but it's certainly pointing at red and back to the threads that we've had throughout the series that talk about you know the the um redemption not, not everything the... yeah not everything's as it as it appears yeah i i think i think that that is exactly it i mean we're seeing an illusion and, and every time we get a little closer and every time we get 
we are told, oh, this is it. And then there is just this one little comment or this one little thing, and it turns, and that's a mirror event adjust a little bit, and now what is totally, completely different. It's just, to me, the blacklist, I've always felt like those, I don't know if you've been in those funny houses, and then you see, for example, an object in front of you, and you're going to grab it, and there is nothing there. It's a mirror, it's a trick with mirrors. And the, that object is somewhere, but it's not in front of you where you see it. And every time you think, oh, now you're seeing the whole picture, but you're not. And you can only see the whole picture if you start analyzing all the pictures you have seen. And they lead you by your emotions, and they break the scenes. And every time you think you're, you're seeing, even Red said, he thought that I would, you know, I would fall for the first one, and I think that I have the whole story. So, all right. Do you have anything else? That was no, my I last, don't. last piece. All right. Well, you guys can talk to us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Tumblr, and Tessa is on Reddit. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye.